All right. Welcome, everyone, uh, to the Unintentional Podcast Network. I'm with Evan Flood once again. Um, we got together about a little over a year ago to do a little WIA Boys State Basketball Breakdown. How are you doing tonight, Evan? Pretty good. How are you? Good. Now that we got our audio issues uh, out of the right. way. Yeah. It's um, it's a CYO championship night for my son, my youngest son here. So we have the CYO is a, like a church league. Right. So we're uh, a bunch of Kimberly kids are playing against the Appleton North kids. Okay. Football kids. So it gets pretty com- competitive. So it's actually kind of entertaining. Um, so anyways, we're going to talk about um, the WIA Boys State Basketball Tournament. We're going to, you know, I sent you the text earlier. We're going to go over this new computer seating thing. Um, we'll go over, uh, I think we're, let's just focus on D1. I'm sure you're cool with that. I don't want to touch on D3 through whatever. We want to tackle D2 for a little bit. That's fine. Okay. Uh, and then I want to finish with, uh, Mr. Basketball, who we think is going to win Mr. Basketball in the state. So let's start with the uh, the computer seating. So WIA this year went to a computer seating instead of, so normally the coach, for those that don't know, coaches get together in a room or whatever, and they kind of posture for what seed they want. And they kind of do each other favors and they come up with a seating system. So this uh-huh. year they're doing, it's a computer system that's weighted, even though no one knows what the weighted system is across like strength of schedule, your opponent's strength of schedule, your losses, your wins, all this stuff. First off, do you like this? Do you like the, you probably don't like how it came out right away, but let me give you your thoughts right away. Uh, You know, I like that they're able to take the politics out of it. I I think that was a big flaw in the previous system is you had a lot of coaches who uh, had influence and you had coaches who didn't. And you have, you know, certain coaches out there that say, you know, we we don't care where we're seated. We'll play anybody at any time. And there's other guys that are going to fight for it. So, you know, that could always affect uh, the seedings um, in, in those meetings. Now you take them out at the other hand, you know, I don't know if uh, how much common sense sometimes the, the computers are able to use and able to really measure strength of schedule. It seems, you know, some of the best conferences in the state, uh, the teams that maybe finished in the middle of the pack got really hurt and were really um, affected by playing difficult non-conference schedules as well. So I don't know if they, necessarily were able to to nail that down uh be, because there's a you know a handful of teams that i think are, are capable of playing in the second weekend but but are seated uh like um you know a, a bottom tier team uh so you know you knew there were going to be kinks here one you know hopefully they can adju- make the right tweaks i, I would have i would like to see a situation where maybe you can let the computer do its thing you know, get five, 10 people in the room and then fix what needs to be fixed and yeah. kind of do a combination of both. I mean, like we see with any um, system like this, there is no perfect system. Not everyone's going to be no, happy, no. but but I think if you can take the best of, of both worlds, let the computer run and then play out. And then if you need to move X amount of teams um, and, and switch some things around so it makes sense, uh, I think that's the best way to do it. But yeah, there, there are a lot of teams that, that really got the short end of the stick here um, by playing in difficult conferences and, and playing uh, difficult non-conference schedules as well. So here's my, I've always had this problem. I don't understand why they do it this way, but why do they always do the seedings before the regular season is over? I, I, I never understood. I mean, I know it's a timing thing. Like the response is going to be, well, then the schools can get prepared to play on a Tuesday. If they, you know, if they find out Sunday, they're going to be, are they going to be ready to play Tuesday or, or on, uh, on Friday? Um, but like there was games, you know, there was a Kimberly Appleton East game that I think would have, could have swung the seedings, mm-hmm. but it wasn't in 
incorporated into the into the system. So, do you, I mean, is that the only reason? Is just can, just to make you can prepare better? I think so. And you know, the thing is that the schools know this ahead of time too. So, yeah. I mean, you don't. I don't think you have to schedule. I think there are a lot of teams that you know have taken more are taking more than a week off now just to avoid that that type of thing and, and not let that last game ha- have any impact or not have a last game at, at all. Um, but yeah, you'd like to see the entire schedule be played out, but yeah, yeah. from what I understand, it, it's just a matter of trying to get all the ducks in the row, give schools as much time, uh, as they need to prepare rather than, um, you know, like you said, having a, a couple days to, to prepare for a game and that you don't know where it's going to be or when it's going to be played. Yeah. Um, do you know, so I got, I was, I stumbled across this preview show before the brackets were released and then I guy answered on Twitter or whatever, because I was curious about just the, the system, how it was weighted this like Zaleski sports. I don't know if you know about it. Have you heard it at all? No. Okay. So he seems to have like a good grasp on the, like the, how the computers are spitting out these answers. Like to me, I look at the brackets and I'm like, if this is the answer to the formula, I don't know how you could create a formula that made those answers. Cause it's just it's contradicting. Um, but I think he said like that strength of this, and we just kind of touched on it. Strength of schedule was a large piece of the pie. And then so was, and obviously the next one was winning percentage. And to me, winning percentage seemed way more important than, and well, no, it, it, it flipped, it's, it's contradicts because we'll get to a couple examples, but like thoughts on that. I mean, it's just like, did you see, what were you, what were your first kind of two or three that you saw? You're like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, my, my, my first takeaway was exactly what you said is, you know, strength of schedule didn't get weighted to, into this at all because there's no way playing in the greater Metro is the same as playing in the Badger East, uh, West or, or Big Eight. I mean, the, the grind of those two schedules is, is just completely different. And I, I don't know if the computer can wait, you know, if, if, for instance, you know, if you're 12 and six and in the big eight or whatever. Um, and then, you know, you, you get a, a high, or, you know, that that's viewed as a, uh, the same strength of schedule as a team that's eight and eight in, in, in the greater Metro. Um, it, it shouldn't be. Um, and you know, those teams that jump out are those greater Metro teams. I, I think Brookfield central or I'm sorry, Brookfield East as a 14 has got to be the best 14 seed that's ever played yeah. in, in this tournament. I mean, that team, you know, no, they probably can't win a state championship, but they could be a second weekend team. Nobody wants to play. I'm sure oh, Wanaki yeah. looked up at them as, and they're a three seed and Wanaki said, you got to be kidding me with this. You know, this is supposed to be a cupcake game. And instead there's no guarantee that Wanaki gets out of that <laughs> Uh, alive um you know gets to the to that second round i mean brookfield east is a team that um can 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 beat anybody they, they were one of the favorites uh in, in the greater metro going into the season didn't quite have the year that that a lot of people uh thought they would have uh but but they've got some big wins i believe they beat brookfield central who's the one seed yep. uh, in, in that region um and and there were a lot of you know i think head to head i don't know if that got weighted a ton, because you look at Tosa East yeah. as a, uh, what are they in a 12? 12. They beat one. They beat Wanaki head to head. Yeah. The three seed. So yeah. how does that not factor into the equation? Now you don't have to necessarily put Tosa East. I think you got to take the whole body of work into a pl- into play, but, but you can't have that big of a disparity uh, when, when you have a head to head loss like, or head to head win like that. And then you see Tosa East when, when they played outside 
um, their conference actually did pretty well. You know, they beat another uh, big A team, uh, Janesville Parker, who's a seven on the other side of the bracket. Yeah. So, so that one jumped out too. And then Sussex Hamilton, uh, you know, as a 10, uh, again, played a really grueling schedule, um, took Brookfield Central down to the wire twice, uh, should have beat them at, at least the one time, have a bunch of good wins in, in conference and, and out of conference. Um, and, you know, because they were about 500 in the greater Metro got seated lesser than, than some of these, uh, Badger teams, um, and, and these big eight teams that, um, you know, just simply look like just had better records. You, you stack up the resumes with these guys. And I, I don't think anybody has, has, um, in the big eight, except for La Follette can, can really say, and maybe Middleton can, can really say, uh, that their comp- their entire body of work is similar to, to these greater Metro teams. Yeah. Um, the, the funny one to me was in this game, I mean, it, it does, it's irrelevant because it's a 16 or a, let me just double check 17 versus 16, but Appleton West and Oshkosh West. So Appleton West has three wins or had three when the seedings came out, they had three wins. Oshkosh West had five wins. Oshkosh, they play in the same conference. They've had basically the same schedule. Their out of conference is a little bit different, but it's not like glaring. And Oshkosh West beat Appleton West both times they played each other this year. And Appleton West got the higher seed. And it just makes, it makes no sense. Yeah. That's one where somebody needs to step in and just <laughs> easily flip the number around. And you know, right. Appleton West not, not, is not going to have uh, any, any problem with it. And, you know, correct my, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't Oshkosh West have two more wins than Appleton West? Yeah. I just said they well? had they, West had, okay. Appleton West had three and Oshkosh West had five. Yeah. So uh, that one, the, the, there's no logic to it. Obviously there's a mistake in, in the algorithm that the, uh, yeah the computer was using because again, you know, head to head should be the most important thing uh, in my book, especially well, when you're, I think when you get that signing between one team or another yeah, right. head to head is 100%. Almost, and that and in this case, it's the only thing that that should matter unless one team happened to be 20 and two, and then maybe right. you can make the case that the two and 20 team, uh, you know, those were the only two wins, but, but that would be such a, an odd scenario. Um, this one. Yeah. This is one where I think people need to step in and, and just make that quick switch. And because it, it, like you said, in the grand scheme of things, it's not going to make that, big of a difference but it points out a huge flaw in, in this first yeah. year system yeah i mean i know we weren't going to touch too much on d2 but like uh green bay west has one win they have the nine seed there's two teams below them which i that's that's ridiculous um again strength of schedule oshkosh north is a four seed i think oshkosh north is going to state i that that's just some glaring ones like that but i don't know so some tweaks need to be made i think we both agree right yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, anything else you want to cover on the computer system? Otherwise we can move on. Uh, no, I'm not too, uh, <laughs> same thing as every year. I wish we could find a way to seed this. So it's, so it's even, and you get the best four teams or at least three out of four. <laughs> That's well, you, just... you know, once again, I mean, the, the, some of these sectionals are, are so loaded that the state championship very well could be decided. Um, you know, in sectionals, yeah. Uh, especially if you look at D two, I think you got the top. In my opinion, the best three teams are all in one yeah. section. Yep, yes, they are. And then you look at D one, uh, that and compare sectional four, where Waukesha South is a one and Racine Case is a two. Um, 
no knock on, on those teams, but they should have a lot harder roads to, to get yeah. to state. Um, you know, some of these Fox Valley greater Metro teams are, are facing, um, and they, like I say, you got Menominee Falls and the pier in the yeah. same sectional, arguably the two best teams as well. Yep. Yeah. And we'll obviously when we get breakdown, we'll get more into this, but like, you know, the, the WIA is, I say, you know, they, they talk about travel and things like that. And it's, you know, you look at sectional one, I mean, there's, we, well, Claire North is coming to Kimberly. That's three hours. Triple Falls is coming to Appleton East. That's three hours. Like, do we really care about traveling? Probably not. And, and you know, the thing and then is, in sectionals, the then second, they split the difference. Right. The second, that's the thing too, is once you get to sectionals, it's, uh, it's a neutral site game. That's generally halfway right in between anyway. Um, and you know, most of the, especially when you get to, I mean, I, I can see where it would affect the, the smaller schools that are all spread out over the state. And then you can, you know, have some real problems in terms of travel, but division one and two and three, for the most part, yeah. uh, you know, you can, you can do it in, in a way that that makes sense. Um, and I would like to see more like an NCAA tournament type feel. I'm, I'm sure there's reasons why they don't. I mean, yeah. they, they can't be this obvious to the rest of us um, because they're losing, uh, I'm sure, a lot of money when, you know, in terms of TV and in terms of ticket sales, uh, once you get to the final, when you necessarily don't have a, a loaded field. Uh, so I'm sure they would like to, but there's got to be some reason why they, they, they stray away from this because, uh, you know, anybody that's been to the Cole Center, when, when you get the best four teams in any division, I mean, they, they can sell that out easy. Yeah. TV numbers are, are through the roof. Um, but, you know, you, you look at some of these sectionals, it's not that hard to move one team to, to another one, you know, yeah. especially when you're talking about Milwaukee or Madison schools. Right. I mean, you got, you got those schools playing in, in separate uh, sectionals anyway. So yep. I, I would like to see more of an NCAA tournament where you, you take the, what you rank each team. You team put, one through 70, however many in one sectional. Yeah, like for instance, Nominee Falls, you put it in some type of north, you know, the North Shore Conference can host that sectional and and go go from there. And you know, if you can't do it perfectly, so what? It's still better than what you got. You know, even if you can just remove, um, you know, a, like avoid the Wisconsin Lutheran Pewaukee sectional final. <laughs> that's a that's a state championship game, or or even you know, if Whitnall were, were to get there. Um, you know, those are state championship games. You don't want being played in sectionals. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. I mean, I wish I could just see them one through 70 or however many schools there are. And then just, you get eight teams at state instead of four. Mm -hmm. Like it used to be eight. Yeah. That would be, I mean, that'd be ideal. I, hopefully at some point we'll get there. I'll probably be dead when it happens, but it's fine. Um, all right. Let's just, we'll get to the bracket breakdown. Let's just touch base real quick on D2. I, I mean, I, I know I texted, maybe you don't agree, but are we just going to agree that Pewaukee's going to win D2? <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I feel like I should say something. So it's not, yeah, give a little, I, yeah, so it's not, you know, listen, are they beatable? Yeah. You know, well, they, yeah, they lost, they lost what three times. Right. Time, right? I think the thing, I, I don't want them to say the wrong thing and, you know, put chips on, on other teams shoulders and be responsible. Come on. That's what this is for. Whatever that's may what happen to them. I, I think they're their own worst enemy. Yeah. Um, they, uh, you know, I think you got to give a lot of credit because it is very tough at that age um, to know that all you have to do essentially is put your shoes on and you can beat 80, maybe 90 percent of these teams in the state just by showing up. And I yeah. think that can mess with the head of a teenager 
it would mess with my head. Now I wouldn't, I wouldn't handle it. Well, I think you saw that early in the season, you know, I went to the Nina game um, and you know, they, they, I don't know if they were, they were ready for that. Yeah. And Nina kind of had their way with them, uh, especially in, in, in the second half. And then, you know, after they took that loss uh, to De Pere, that they, they seemed to completely flip a switch. And, you know, I think, if they were undefeated, I think we'd be talking about them as, you know, one of the best teams to ever come out of the state uh, up there um, with, with some of the uh, iconic state champions uh, of the past. Uh, I think eye test tells me that they're definitely up there. I mean, they got seven, eight guys that are just so in tune with each other that, that I've never seen before. Everybody can shoot. They're so unselfish. They're so efficient offensively. They switch every position defensively, and it doesn't seem to to affect them a, a ton. Yeah. Um, you know, Wisconsin Lutheran's problem, they just played Whitnall, <laughs> who's, uh, in my opinion, the third best team in the state. And uh, I forget what the score was, a halftime, 40 to 16 or, or something like that. Are you talking about Pewaukee Whitnall? Yeah, yeah. I think so, it was you know, 47. I think it was 47 to 10 at halftime. Okay. Yeah, it was bad. They, I was watching. They routed it. them. You know, if they play again, obviously, it probably won't be that. Uh, but, you know, I think you know, Wisconsin's Lutheran is probably the one team that can touch them. And even they're going to have to bring their A-plus game and, and maybe hope for uh, an off night from, from Pewaukee unless they got something special up their sleeves in, in terms of, uh, um, you know, some kind of scheme that, that can slow them down uh, because they, they were a sleeping giant earlier in the season. A couple losses, you know, really seemed to wake them up. Yeah, well, you know, they and I'll get to this when we break down a, more in D1, but – um, you, if you catch them on an off night shooting, that's, you know, that's, that's when you catch them. That's how Nina caught them the first time is they didn't shoot well from three. And they I think did, Nina did, did a lot of threes. Yeah. I think Nina did a great job of controlling pace. Too. Yeah, they did. And they did. Like I said, Pewaukee switches everything. Nina's got a couple bigs that made them, that, that were able to make them pay for that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they would do that again as they get later into the, uh, tournament uh but but they can do that against most teams and then you know Nina just made a lot of big shots too yeah. Chevalier Emery was great down the stretch and, and hit every every timely shot that they needed yeah. um but again and then that's a d1 team as well they're not I don't know if they face anybody that good yeah probably um not. maybe Wisconsin, like I said yeah all right so we both got Pewaukee that's I I thought they were going to go you kind of touched on it. I thought I said in the beginning of the year I'm like they're going to go down as the best team in the history of of Wisconsin now it's wrong, obviously, because they've lost three times, but yeah. um, I thought they were going to win every game by at least 15. I really did. Uh, but that's why they play the game. Hmm. Um, all right. So let's go to D1. Uh, we briefly, we can talk about, we're just going to start with sectional four. We'll go to four. We'll go to three. Then we'll go to two. Then we'll go to one. Most of the people who listen to my podcast know that I'm an FVA kind of guy. So that's why. What? <laughs> well, Hey, I, I am unbiased in this podcast. I am unbiased. I will, I, when I argue or I make points, I will make them f- with facts. I will not just, okay. <laughs> you'll know when it's my opinion, but I will give you facts. And then we'll get to that when we get to the sectional one, but um, plus it's just the sectional two and one are just more loaded. That's makes sense for us to end on those. So I, I don't even want to, I don't even know, like I literally print out brackets. So I actually print out and I actually guess I fill out my brackets for high okay. school. I don't even know what to do for, sectional four it's either, i mean like you said it's it's two teams it's Waukesha south and it's racine case you probably know these teams better than i do so flip a coin. I, I could i could see franklin I, I think they're a tough matchup for a lot of people they're 
I kind of uh, liken them in the past to, uh, you know, it's not this, but, you know, old school Wisconsin basketball times. Yeah. Not that they necessarily grind out the, the clock like that, but they're just a, a solid team. Maybe not a lot of superstars, but they don't beat themselves. They defend as well as anybody in the state. I uh, forget the number I had, but but they've held most of their opponent. I think everybody but two under under 60 this season. And then they play a lot of, you know, racing up and down teams. Uh, so, so that's pretty impressive. I could see them sneaking their way through. They've got a couple of solid lead guards, really good decision makers. Uh, I believe they beat, they beat Racine Case to two seed at least once. And I'm not sure if they beat them twice. I know they beat them in the second meeting to, to get a share of the, the conference title there. Uh, so, you know, I, I think it, it is a three-team race, but uh, I, I don't see a lot of uh, – teams being able to cause a lot of havoc on that side of the bracket. I think, you know, 99% chance one of those three comes out of it. Yeah. I'm picking Waukesha South and not on anything just on that. That's my opinion. I don't even have facts to back that up. Just that they're the number one seed. Um, all right, let's move on to, well, who do you got? I think I'm I went with racing case. Okay. Uh, I like, I like senior guards. They got a really good one in Terry on Brumby. Uh, good leader, you know, if Amari Jenkins plays well, there's nobody on that side of the bracket that can match up with him. Six, eight athletic freak starting to shoot it uh, really well. I think at their best racing case is the uh, team to beat in, in that, in that sectional. Okay. Uh, sectional three. Um, we don't need to go through everything. Uh, you know what, what matchup jumps out the, the most to you, Evan, <laughs> you don't have to answer it. I'll answer it for you. You might not even know. You're talking about a first round matchup or first round, first round matchup. But what, what you already talked about what was that? The, that's not, is that the one one? Yeah. That's yeah. not even the one I'm talking about though. Um, there's one that is sticking out like just really called, uh, uh, it's called karma. Yeah. It's called fate. Brookfield East want No Madison Memorial fun Prairie. Oh, <laughs> anyone yeah. who listens to the podcast knows why we, why I just said that. That's going to be a good one. I want to watch it. Um, all right. Sorry. I just had to take that little tangent. Um, teams. I obviously Brookfield central is the, this is the one. Uh, Madison LaFollette is the two. We got three, three is three is Wanaki four is Arrowhead. Do you think those, any other team? I mean, Brookfield East could, could, could come out of there. Right. Right. I think while well, Tosa East, yeah, Tosa East, yeah, they, they just, just beat Falls. They, yeah, they, they have state championship experience. They've beaten some of the best teams. They, they had Brookfield Central beaten twice and, and let them off the hook. And like I always say, it's very hard to beat somebody three times in one year, especially when you, you've been in two close battles. So that, that could be a sectional final uh, matchup or, or is it, no, sectional semifinal matchup it, it would be. I, I could see them coming out of there. This, this one's, I, I think, the most wide open. Uh, yeah, LaFollette, you know, has got some talent. They're, they're a matchup problem because they have so many guards, you know, quick guys um, who, who really stress you. You know, it's it's 38 minutes of organized chaos. You know, they'll press you up and down the floor. They can really get you out of your element. You know, I, I don't think Sussex Hamilton comes out of it. But again, you know, they went toe to toe with a lot of the best teams in the greater Metro. They've got some really big wins uh, under their belt. You know, Luther Smith is, is you know, one of the best shooters in the state. They got a point guard that I think's really under the radar, and Aiden Knopp, uh, who, who's doing some really good things. Uh, they, they got a deep bench. They're they well coached. 
Um, you know, Madison East, you know, another guard heavy school, um, you know, probably, I think, you know, with their best player being a freshman, you know, I think they're probably a, a, another year away, but, um, you know, I think you go all the way to that 14 seed and, and you're looking at all these teams and, you know, it's really tough to, to pick one. I, I went with Arrowhead just because I, I think they – probably feel some type of way uh, they were supposed to make it last year, got upset by uh, DeForest in, in that sectional final. I think that's a chip uh, on their back. Haven't had the, the best season, but they've shown some flashes. Uh, Mac Recchi, Bennett Basich is a, a really tough combination to, to guard. I think they got a lot of sneaky good role players in that program as well. Uh, you know, I'm sure the odds are on Brookfield Central, but it's it's tough for me to pick them when they've been in, in just so many close games and they've just escaped by the hair sure. on their chin. You know, um, Andrew Rhodes is having as good of a season as anybody. Um, and, you know, if Jack Doherty plays well, I, you know, for, for four games that they need to get to Madison, I think they will. But, uh, you know, the, the roster just you know isn't a typical Brookfield Central team in, in terms of depth. I think there are other teams with depth. Yeah. Um, and that, that comes into play this time of year, especially when you're playing games back to back, you know, in, in two games in as many days to, to get to state. Uh, so, so I think, you know, they're vulnerable as a one seed. I'd probably make them the favorites, but uh, I went with a kind of off the, the wall pick in, in Arrowhead. Um, I, I think yeah, I haven't loved what they've done this season. Uh, I, I thought going into the year, maybe this is just uh kind of what I, what I thought would happen earlier in the season. And I'm kind of sticking to it um, and hoping it, it maybe comes to fruition. Uh, but, but they're starting to turn it around a little bit, you know, with one, four straight uh, had that loss to Waukesha South um, that I, th I think lost the, the classic eight title, if I'm not mistaken, uh, but I don't believe they had basic uh, in, in that game. And, and, but, but you look at their entire body of work, um, beat Brookfield East, went toe to toe with Menominee Falls, was right there at the end with, with Wisconsin Lutheran. Uh, have two wins over Catholic Memorial, who's a pretty good contender in, in Division Three uh, as well. You know, you're always challenged uh, in, in the Classic Eight. That's one of the toughest conferences year in, uh, in year out. So I, I could see them getting hot and getting to Madison. Okay. And I'm, I'm, you know, those teams, you know, you watch those teams more than I do. I took BC just. I, but I'm not going to be surprised if there was, like we said, any team that came out of here, it's just, right. it's, it is open. Uh, Cause they, they all play each other so tough. They have all year. So, all right, now we'll get to the, now we'll get to the tougher ones. Uh, sectional two. So you got falls as the one to pier is the two homestead, which they beat Whitnall. all that one surprised me. Yeah. Um, they're the three. Kings the four, which is an interesting one because they've only played like 18 games or something like that. Um, I think most people probably think it's Falls or DePierre. But is there a chance that Homestead or King or even someone else can make some noise? I think Homestead would be the one. Uh, you know, they, they don't jump out at you in, in terms of overall talent. Obviously, Tim Franks is, you know, one of the best sophomores in the state. But uh they just got a good group of guys. You know, I've seen them play twice this, this year. I, I think uh, they, they just do everything right. Um, I'm sure the, their, their coach absolutely loves uh, going to work with this group. 
every day. Uh, they're just, you know, like I said, like, like Franklin in, in some respect, just don't beat themselves. Uh, they're going to make shots. They're going to play hard defense. Uh, you know, again, probably not a team that can win it all in D1, but one of those teams that, you know, nobody wants to see uh, in front of them uh, because, you know, you're going to have to, you know, play one of your best games to, to knock them off. I believe they went undefeated in the North Shore again, very tough conference, uh, big conference, so grueling schedule there. Uh, had some really good non-conference wins as well. Uh, I think, you know, they have the ability to, to really fluster people. Uh, and, you know, I could, I could see them playing in a sectional final. Um, but I, I do have, uh, you know, or you, you were talking about other teams uh, that can make some noise. This was a team we didn't mention I thought was underseeded, but Bayport as a nine jumped out to me because that's a – I went to watch them up at Eshwabanon, and uh, they looked pretty good to me. I mean, they passed an eye test. Um I think they uh, they came up just short, got beat on a last second shot. I think you know Ashwabanon beat beat them twice uh, in, in two really close games. Uh, they have that win at De Pere, though, uh, who's uh, you know one of the best two teams in, in Division One right now. Uh, went thirteen eleven overall, uh, eleven and seven in the Fox River Classic, which uh, might not raised a lot of eyebrows, but, uh, that's a very top heavy conference. Um, you know, the top four teams there are, are no joke. Um, you know, they've, they've got, you know, they've, they've battle tested, played Appleton East close down to the wire as well, beat Stevens point, uh, who, who I think is another team that, that might be a little underseeded. You know, they're, they're kind of inconsistent up and down. So I, I kind of get the nine, the nine seed, uh, but, but that team's, a uh, you know, if Menominee falls, is overlooking them, I think can be very dangerous because uh, they, they seem to play to the level of their competition. Um, so those were the two teams that I had circled that I think could, uh, you know, really shake this up and make a run. Um, this is where I become the, I'll, I'll, I'm blunt. I'll be blunt about this one. So they do have one of the best wins, in the, you know, with De Pere. They also lost to Green Bay Preble. And if I want to put a chip on Green Bay Preble's shoulder right now, Green Bay Preble is not good. <laughs> so I, I, you don't know, to me, I don't know what you're going to get with Bayport. I just don't, I don't. Right, well, that's why I said they played a level of their competition. So yeah, I mean, I, if you get by Kakana and you get them in Omni Falls, I mean. They're going to, they're going to get by Kakana um, for reasons that I'll, we'll talk about after. Um, they're not they're I think Falls is going to throttle Bayport. That's just my thought. I've seen enough of Bayport. I, I think they'll, I think Falls will throttle them. Um. No, that's on their locker room wall now. <laughs> I, maybe, maybe I am that important. I probably, I, I doubt it, but uh, do you know much about King at all or no? Uh, yeah, I went to see them against Bradley Tech. Uh, Bradley Tech won a uh, close game. They, uh, it's one game, right? I mean, it's tough to make an assumption off one game. Right. Uh, they got some guy. I think a lot of their guys are, uh, I, I like the pieces. Uh, I don't think a lot of their guys have arrived yet. You know, William Wharton's got a division one offer, uh, but he's kind of a project type kid. He's not going to be playing uh, his best basketball for, for a few years yet. Uh, he's got a chance to be, to be really special though. Uh, he, he's their leading scorer. I like Jaquan Hickles. Um, good blue collar post. He can, they can give it to him, dump it down inside. He can get easy buckets, uh, really good rebounder, rim protector as well. You know, get the most out of it. His talent type kid. 
Uh, you know, if Morion Turner is special, I think that's the X factor for them. You know, long athletic wing, shot it really well when I was there. He gets them about 12 points a game. You know, he exploded uh, against Bradley Tech in the second half to, to make it a game. So uh, they're dangerous. They got athletes. Uh, they got, uh, you know, Nate White, who's a uh, power five football prospect. He can get up and down the floor. Um, but, you know, that, that schedule, it's tough to know necessarily how, how good they are. Didn't play a really grueling yeah. uh, conference schedule there in the city other than that, that Bradley Tech game in the non-conference, you know, lost to Madison East. They, they were in there with Whitnall, um, lost badly to Wisconsin Lutheran, uh, got dropped by Tosa East. I, I think Tosa East beat them by 30. So have, have potential, yeah. uh, but, but I wouldn't pick them you know, over a, a homestead or, or the other top two teams in there. Uh, well, I tell you what, I would, uh, I would pick green Bay East to come out of this uh, sectional. If I knew that you were going to every green Bay East game, because when uh, you show up to watch Ryan Sweeney, the kid is unstoppable. He does. He is. <laughs> so my guess is you're not going to be going to every green Bay East game or if, if one I've at never, all. I've never made it to one, one of these yeah. in high school, but uh, that, that four or five, if King East, I could see that one going down for me. Oh, well, there you go. Um, all right. So I'm assuming we both think it's going to be falls and appear most likely. Yes. Um, my, you know, when we where I said, I was going to say we, sorry, when Kimberly beat or lost to appear in the early in the season, I came away from that game thinking to myself, the is not going to, they're winning state. They're not going to, you know, and then they lose to Bayport and they lose to a Schwabanon. And then I think, and then I see, and then Falls beats Kimberly by like 30. And I'm like, Falls is going to win state. No one's stopping Trimble. Falls is going to win state. And then they just go and lose the toes to East. I don't even know who, I have no idea who is going to win between those, those two teams. I'm picking De Pere. I think, I hate saying it because I know Seth Trimble hears this. I know he's going to make me eat my words. So I'm hoping he's, he never listen. Come on. We want everyone to listen. <laughs> I know. I know that. I mean, he he's capable of putting balls on his back and winning this whole thing. And I mean, yeah. when he flips that switch to me, falls is the best team in, in division one. Yep. Um, now the reason I, I went with the pier, I just think Will Hornset is going to be a really tough matchup for a lot of teams. I don't know if uh, there's that many bigs in the state right now that can really handle what he does and, and what he gives them on the inside, not just as a, as a guy you can dump the ball into and, you know, he can, he can score from a couple feet away. He's so skilled uh, down on the block. Um, you know, that, that's a really big, reliable weapon in March, especially when these crowds get heavy. You can't hear yourself think. Um, and you need to generate easy offense. You know, the jumpers come harder to hit. You know, I think that's a really big weapon to have as a skilled 6'8", 6'9", big guy um, who, who just can kind of settle you down. And then offensively, I mean, they're just such a machine, you know, when, when they're rolling. They kind of remind me of – Kimberly last year, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't pick them, but you, you know what I'm talking about. Really the every, every, they got, time. they just surround you with shooters. Uh, the, the ball movement, uh, they can score inside out. Uh, everybody's a weapon on the floor for, for the most part, you know, Johnny Kinziger got to pick him up at half court um, or, or he can fill it up from anywhere. His brother's a really good shooter. Jack Jorgensen, um, 
I don't know if a lot of people know, he might be the best three-point shooter in, in the state, you know, what, what that guy can do in, in terms of a catch-and-shoot presence. Uh, so I, I, the reason I, I like them is obviously, you know, you have to hit shots in March, but, but they've got a, a big guy who I think is dependable, who I think ends up being a top-five prospect in that 2024 class. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if he plays as well as I think he's going to play, I do think Tapir comes out of here because Falls doesn't have a – Falls doesn't have a big guy to, to, to match up with him. Yeah. And, and that's kind of their their weakness. Saw that with Leon Bond and, and Tosa East, that they just don't have a lot of beef and size up front. So he's a guy that can carry them through there. Yeah. Um, I'm, I will pick Depeer. I think it's going to be close. And obviously, neither of us going to be surprised if it's Falls, but I'll pick Depeer. This has always been a pro Johnny Kinzinger podcast. I love Johnny. I've coached against him for years uh, when he was small, when he was littler, um, younger, I should say, uh, and littler. Um, and I think he's just relentless and I, and yeah, they got Jorgensen's a great shooter. Hornseth is yeah. Hornseth is definitely is a top five kid in that class for sure. Without a doubt. Um, so I'll go to pier over falls as well, which brings us to sectional one. This is the meat and potatoes of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I think I, I don't, we can start anywhere. We don't have to start with Kimberly. Uh, were you surprised that Kimberly got the five and Marshfield got the four? Yes. Okay. Saw Marshfield. Uh, they, they were good against Kakana. Kakana didn't have Chris Morgan or, or Jonathan O'Neill. Yep. Uh, you know, Mari Allen kind of carried Kakana in that one. And, uh, uh, but, but Marshfield controlled most of the, most of that game, you know, 18 and four record. One of the conference. Again, yeah. You got to compare the conferences of, of the right. two. Um, you know, this is one where I, I, you know, you kind of look at the inconsistency and and say, well, maybe they did get rewarded for their, for their non-conference, you know, strength of of schedule. I don't know if it's great, uh, but went and played lacrosse central who correct me, are are they still number one and ranked number one in D2? They they might be. Pewaukee's number one. Okay. So they're number two. Lacrosse number two. two. Okay. Went and played Appleton East, you know, three seed in, in division one you know, would be a one seed um, and, and two other sectionals, I, I would guess. Um, so, so, you know, there, there's some, you know, Madison Memorial went and played that one. Um, I, I think it's Madison Memorial six. Uh, or a three. They're the, they're the Madison Memorial's an 11. Oh, I got that wrong. Okay. 11, six. Some prairies, the six Madison Memorial's 11. Gotcha. Okay. So ignore, ignore that one. Uh, went and played Eau Claire Memorial too, you know, so they started 0-3. I, I don't know if they've beaten anybody, which is why you kind of go, you know, why, why would you give that to um, Marshfield over Kimberly, who, you know, again, if you just look at a common opponent, you can go right to Appleton East right, right there and <laughs> kind of figure it out. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it seems we're going to run into each other anyway. The only thing that changes is uh, the venue. Um and you know what, you got to be, you got to be good teams to, to get to state at the end of the day anyway. But, yeah. um, you know, you, you do wonder, you know, would a, would a home game make the difference? I guess we'll see if, you know, if it comes to fruition. Yeah. Um, uh, we already talked about the, the Oshkosh West, Appleton West. I'll tell you right now, I'm picking uh, every single FEA team to win their first round game, except for Appleton West, because they play Oshkosh West. But I think Hortonville is going to beat uh, Hudson. Uh, I think North's going to beat Stevens Point. Did you mention Stevens Point? You thought was was, was should have been seated higher. 
I don't know if I should say seated higher, but I think they are, I haven't, you know, matched up everybody's resume, but, but that team kind of raised my eyebrows as a nine. Um, I, I know, I think they finished tied for second um, in the uh, Wisconsin Valley. Uh, they've got really good guards and James Jacobs and then Nate Strievler. Um, looking at the resume now, again, really good non-conference schedule. Went to Bayport, played Nina, played Appleton East. Played Not sure they yeah, went to DeForest, Kimberly. You know, I, I don't know if they, they got rewarded for it. Um, yeah, again, you know, you, you say not a lot of good wins, so maybe the nine is, is okay. It looks like most of their, their good wins came in, in non-conference – or, I'm sorry, in conference play. So, uh, I guess I'm okay with the nine. I just think okay. they're better than a nine. Okay. Well, you know, it's um, – you know, Hudson and Superior. What it, I think Superior doesn't even – they're not even in a conference. Aren't they play like a bunch of Minnesota teams, right? Uh, aren't they in the uh, Lake Superior Conference? Am I missing? But yeah, there are there are Minnesota teams in there. Are yeah, there Wisconsin teams in that though. No, there might not be. You know, so if they're playing a bunch of Minnesota teams, how does that even work in the computer? You know, I don't know if it counts as the same. I don't know. It's whatever, whatever. But it's it's like an unknown. You just you know. Yeah, they beat. Uh, well, they play some not. Well, I mean, yeah, they got non-conference games uh, against Wisconsin teams in the sectional beat Chippewa Falls. So you got to start, I mean, if, not that we've been, cons- not that this whole bracket is consistent, but right. if you look at that alone, you know, send a seven point loss. to so Claire Memorial uh, respect. I'm sorry. That was Marshfield. Um, 16 point loss to old Claire Memorial. You know, I think you kind of split the difference with a seven and do what you can. Yeah. Um, I think that there are, I think the top four teams are all four teams that could come out of the sectional. What do you think? I would say five. Ooh, who's the fifth? Marshfield's the fifth? You said the top four. Yeah. Kimberly's the fifth. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. I think there are four teams that can come out of the sectional. Marshfield. not you one said of them. you were only going to produce facts. I'm going to give you facts in a little Kimberly, bit. Kimberly, and then you just bumped them up a seed. Sorry. Four or five. Got, Kimberly's <laughs> just got to go to Marshfield. Um, are you, so you agree those, those four? Yeah, I, I think, I don't know a ton about Marshfield. I saw him once didn't yeah. strike me as a team that could get to state. So chip yeah, on the I shoulder. Think, I would think the three FBA teams in Eau Claire Memorial. Okay. Um, when should I, should I give you my, uh, reason why I think how, how I, how I think Kimberly can get to state. Sure. <laughs> I, I um, agree with you. I think they can. Yeah. I so I think it's a bad take. Okay. So Kimberly has made the third most threes in the state of Wisconsin, all divisions. And they've made the first most threes in division one. And if you look specifically at their conference, uh, the FEA, they have Kimberly has four kids that are in the top 15 of three pointers made. Uh, you've got Jackson Pavletsky, in second with 56, Jameson Grawl in third with 51, Seth Myron ninth with 42, and then Owen Polakowski 15th with 35 threes made. Um, I said on this podcast last year, and I'm going to say it again, Jackson Pavletsky can, a- can average 15 assists if he wants to. If, if Kimberly can get shots up, spread the ball, um, get open threes, and make open threes, I know that if you miss a bunch of changes, the ultimately changes it, but this is why I think Kimberly can get to state. 
is if if we move the ball and get threes up and we make our threes, we can easily get to state. Sorry, Kimberly can get to state, not we. That's my take on Kimberly. Now, there's a bunch of, there's another side of that, which is why Kimberly lost eight games this year. You know, shots don't fall. It's tougher to win. Defensively, too, I think is where they make or break themselves. Yes, I don't. They they come out firing every game, and it almost feels like they kind of let their foot off the gas pedal, especially on, on that end of the floor. Um, you know, if they, they put 36 minutes together on that end and, you know, Pavel, you know what Pavletsky's going to do. You, you almost know what Owen Polkowski's going to bring them. Um, you know, Seth Myron plays the way he did against Appleton East. That makes them a, a lot better than that was the best that I'd seen him play uh, this season. Um, you know, maybe, I don't know if that's the case. I've only been to three games, but you yeah. know, that, that stood out to me. Um, then they got, double figure effort from Gingrass too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so they're a team that can get and you know, the big guy that they inserted into, into the lineup and has been playing more that, that shoots a little bit, um, you know, I think can be an X factor for them as well. I don't know his name, but uh, I'm assuming you're talking about uh, AJ Van Vonren. Sounds about right. Um, but he wasn't playing uh, when I, or at least didn't play much. I think when I went up to the pier and watched them play and, you know, they, they've needed to address some size issues and, you know, defend the, be able to defend the paint, you know, that, that's another, that's where I have a hard time picking them in this sectional. When you look at guys like LJ Wells, uh, Caleb Glazer, and then uh, you look at Ninos, two bigs, JJ Piter, Carter yeah. Thomas, you know, guys that can just live around the rim. If, if they can address that um, and, you know, figure that out. Yeah. They, they can make it out of there. Uh, yeah. So I think, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I mean, you touched on the defense thing before. I, I totally agree. It is. It's, it's not great at times, which is why I, I focused on the three point shooting because it's almost like, you know, if we can outshoot everyone, we're fine. That's, you know, that's, it is what it is. If we can outshoot people, we're, we're going to be, we're going to be fine. God, I keep saying we, I can't get away from it. You, it's like 10 years of just ingrained in my brain. Kimberly will be fine. If Kimberly can shoot, shoot the three, make the three. Uh, but, but, but yeah, the same, like I said, there's, you're going to run into teams like Nina that has, well, and you didn't even mention Eli Schmidt too. He's, you know, Eli can play yeah. inside out yeah. uh, for Nina. Um, I have, I saw Eau Claire Memorial over Christmas break. They didn't have LJ Wells. Uh, he was gone for half the year. Uh, I mean, I've obviously heard amazing things about him. So, but, but they've, and they've got size, size, obviously Will Bolzer. And um, they have a guy that can defend in, in Shaw um, really, really well. And then East just has kind of like an all around, they've kind of got size and they've got, I mean, they start three guards typically. And then they've also have, you know, Glazer and uh, Feldhausen and Tyson Keel. Yeah. So there, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, you sometimes do run into matchup problems and I'm, I'm, I am a proponent of, you know what, what do we do? Well, let's just do what we do. Well, let's double down on what we do. Well, you know, whatever, whatever team you are. The thing is too, I don't know if Kimberly wanted to avoid them and maybe get the, the three, but you know, they, they've taken Nina down to the wire twice. January 4th was a, a two-point loss. February 10th was a one-point loss. Like I say, it's, it's really hard to beat teams three times. I can't, they can't get caught looking ahead um, and, and, you know, overlook a Marshfield, who, who's got a lot of shooters as well, uh, really smart guards, you know, felt like they were, they were uh, – pretty well coached and you know I, i'm blanking on the kid's name but but they're kind of unique they, they kind of 
run their offense through the post and, and let this guy kind of back down and uh, make decisions uh, from in there. So, so there's another matchup. Pro- I think, you know, this field is loaded with matchup problems yeah. uh, for, for Kimberly. Um, but, you know, if you get that Nina sectional semifinal, uh, you know, that was the one reason I, I didn't want to pick Nina because I think it's going to be very hard to beat Kimberly that third time, uh, especially on a neutral floor. Uh, knowing that, uh, you know, they, they've got all the moment, not momentum, but in, in terms of a chip on their shoulder, Nina doesn't have it. Kimberly does. And, and I think that's always dangerous uh, in March, especially when you're talking about uh, seniors like Jackson Pavletsky and Polkowski, who, you know, are going to do everything they can not to go home and not let that be the last game of their careers. Yeah. Um, who do you have between East and Oakland Memorial? I've never seen Eau Claire Memorial. I'm familiar with their guys. Man, that, that, that's a tough one. I think I'm going to go Appleton East. I, I, I like to lean on teams that, that come out of better conferences. Uh, you know, they're, they're really battle-tested. You know, to go 20-4 and four when you're in the FBA, and you didn't have a lot of success last year either. Let's not forget that. They're one of the most improved teams in, in the state. Uh, that's pretty impressive. You know, saw them beat Nina in Nina earlier in the season uh, and saw them go to Kimberly on uh, win without Tyson Kyle, uh, w- which was impressive. Came back from a sizable deficit. I think they were down nine at, at the half or, or at least seven. Um, you know, they, they've been right in their losses. They, they've been right there against Nina and, and Kimberly as well. You know, had a hiccup against Appleton North uh, by one. My, my only fear is, you know, not a team that, you know, they, they got some seniors, but they haven't tasted a lot of success yet. And I wonder how they handle that um, in, in a big game uh, against uh, No Claire Memorial. Uh, you know, I know Makai Shaw has been hurt and yeah, I don't think played last year. You know, LJ Wells is just kind of arriving, but, but Will Bozer, you know, has won a lot of games there as well. Uh, you know, I, I kind of worry uh, about some of those. Uh, you know, how they match up with, with Eau Claire Memorial stars. But, but I think Appleton East is a deeper team, more battle-tested, uh, played, played a lot of huge games, uh, and they, they can score too. I mean, they, they got you – know, they're going to throw five guys on the floor that, that can go get you a bucket. You know, Caleb Glazer continues to play like he's been playing. You know, he's one of the best-kept secrets in, in Wisconsin right now. Like I mentioned with Hornseth. Having a guy you can just dump the ball down to and is going to establish good post position, get you high percentage shots, that's a game changer in March. Yeah, I agree. I, I do have Eau Claire Memorial over Appleton East. Um, just my opinion. I like I like Shaw. I think Shaw has the ability to control just defensively so much of the game. Um, and then what do you – so did you end up picking Kimberly or Nina? Picking Nina. I don't feel – I don't <laughs> feel good. I don't feel good about it. Uh, it's, it's hard to get over, you know, how, how does Kimberly stop JJ Piter and Carter Thomas and, and Eli Schmidt, you, you know, I, I'm, I'm assuming Nina is going to ride that well. Um, and Chevalier Emery, I haven't, I haven't seen a Nina Kimberly game in, in quite some time, but I'm guessing he defends Jackson Pavletsky pretty well and, yes. and does a good job. So, yes. I mean, Pavletsky a guy, you know, most nights, you know, if he wants to get 30, 40, he's going to get it and make it look yeah. easy. I'm guessing Emery makes him really work for it this time around. But again, I, I, I don't feel good about it. I mean, yeah. if you, Kimberly's lost two games by a combined three points. 
I mean, if I, if I were Vegas, I, I would, I would have Kimberly as the favorite the third time around, but I, I just think Nina is going to really ride that well of their big guys and make yeah. Kimberly stop it somehow. Um, Emery, can you hear my dog barking or no? Yes. Hang on. Quiet. My dog's name is Reddick, by the way, Evan. <laughs> I'm a big JJ Reddick fan. Um, Nina, Nina plays there. I mean, they've lost one game. I mean, by all accounts, they should be the favorite to win the entire thing because they've, right. I mean, they've they beat Pewaukee. They've beaten Kimberly twice. They've beaten, I know they, the one loss they have is the Appleton East. And it was the first game of conference. So you yep. could, you could say it's, it's happened. It's happened so long ago. Um, Emery should be, should be defensive player of the year in, in FEA conference. Um, if we still, I don't even know if the FEA still even does that, but if they do, he should be defensive player of the year. You could make the case that he should be player of the year in the FEA for what he's done for this team. Yeah. Um, Without Cal Klesman. Right. Cal's all. They should have fallen. Not, not that they shouldn't have been a really good team, but I don't think they should have won. I don't think they should have won the FBA. I, one loss is amazing to me. And I think Emery's done a great job of just keeping that team together. And when it's, when it's a team that, that has mismatches with Piter, they give it, they get it to Piter. And that's, that's part of, you know, coach Robbins too. But like, um, Emery will take a back seat if he knows it's better for, for Piter or better for Schmidt. He, he cares. Emery's one of those kids that's like, I don't care if I score 15 points and you score 35 or whatever it may be. I want to, I want to win. I care that we have more points in the box score at the end of the game. Um, but he, I, defends... think, I think they can win games in different ways too. I mean, 100%. I watched yeah, them go to Brookfield Easton or uh, it was at uh, Brookfield Central, but you know, win just a grinded out 47, 43 game. You saw them do what they had to do against Pewaukee yep. and really control the tempo. Uh, but they also, you know, put 80, 90, a hundred on, on people as well. Yeah. Um, and you know, so they can win different ways too, which is yeah. He'll like. he'll ad- he'll adjust to what to what helps them win, which it shows by his by the record. You know, he's the point guard of the team that has one loss in the state. Uh, so very impressive. I'm still picking Kimberly because because I think we can outshoot him. Um, so I got Kimberly. So then, who do you got going? I'm <laughs> going with Nina. I, it's hard to get over that resume, like so, it is. beating beating Pewaukee and what I saw that night. Uh, that is going to stick in my head. And, and like I said, yeah, I probably should have held on to it, but I like that they can win games in different ways. And they've played people from all over the state yeah. too. Went to Middleton, who, who's, you know, second in, in the big eight this year, uh, has a chance to do, you know, something special here in, in March in that wide open sectional. Went to, uh, you know, played Brookfield Central one, played Brookfield East and one. Uh, you know, uh, we mentioned the two games at, at Kimberly found – ways to win um when when maybe they they shouldn't have running through the fba like they did with, without a, a, a they're obviously you know accustomed to being without cal klesman i i thought that would really hurt them yeah uh, just having a, another guy another guard that could take pressure off chevalier emery um you know somebody he can kick to um he, he could have very well been their leading scorer this year i mean he, he's that talented yep um, and, and to lose a guy like that and continue to truck the, the way they have, I think he's been pretty impressive. <laughs> Haven't lost since uh, December 3rd, I think the third game of the season, only loss they have. Now, sometimes that, that can be uh, a bit of a question mark uh, because, you know, you know, you haven't been punched in the face. Right. You know, how, how do you respond in a neutral environment and, and you know, the toughest crowds you're going to see now, 
I think you could argue that they have played a lot of close games. Uh, two Kimberly, like we mentioned, Brookfield East, Brookfield Central were, were both dog fights. Uh, so, so I think they're battle tested enough and they've been in enough close games uh, to, to get out of here. But I think Kimberly's going to be the toughest game that, that they face. Yeah, I would agree because I think Kimberly's going to win. So, um, do you have a uh, do you have a pick for the championship then? I'm talking about two teams. Yeah, so we got our, you've got your final four, right? You've got your right, uh, so they they would reseed it. Yep, I would have. Nina DePier, I had to peer Kimberly in the final, thinking to peer or Nina was the just one had, to peer. You just had Nina beating Kimberly though to go to state. What I say? You said Nina was going to beat Kimberly to go to state. Yeah, what I say? You, you just that? said Kimberly. Oh, uh, Nina and DePier. Yeah, is what I meant. Yeah, because Nina would be the one, and DePier would be the two most likely. Yeah, for you. Okay. And then who would you have? I'm taking to Pierre to win it all. Okay. This is the biased portion of the of the podcast, but I'm picking Kimberly. Oh, Kimber- Kimberly. Okay. Because we can't shoot anyone. We it's just it's oh. a, it is facts. I gave you facts that we are the third. We made the third most threes in the state. Third, then you can't. Most, then you can't outshoot everyone. First, and- no. First, first most in D one. So okay. first most in D one. So we can shoot. We can outshoot everyone in D one. All right. Whether it happens or not, that's another story. But that's why I'm. That's why I am picking Kimberly. I've given you facts to back it up. So, um, I'm excited. What what uh, what game are you going to first Friday? Do you know? Um, I don't. I'm gonna wait and see. I guess I, I could probably pick now. I haven't looked that far ahead. I want to get to one Tuesday, but the freaking Badgers just won't lose. Oh yeah. So I can't skip that. I mean, Wanakee Brookfield East is probably your. That ain't going to be it. Okay. Middleton, Tosa East. You're going to, are you going to stay local? Oh, you're going to Madison Memorial. Well, Sun that, that Prairie, would be, yeah. that would be local. You're ish. going to Madison Memorial, Sun Prairie. I am not going to Madison Memorial, Sun Prairie. <laughs> that game doesn't interest me. Look, come on. I have no idea where I'm going. That's fine. You don't, have to, you don't, I just, you know, you'll just, you'll freak out kids and they'll play like crap when you get there anyway. So it's just what happens sometimes. Um, all right, let's talk. Uh, anything else to? Yeah, how about that? I'll go to Kimberly. They're zero three. And then your prediction. Are we? Are, are Kimberly really zero three? Yeah, Whitnall, Appleton East, and who's else? Falls. Falls. Oh yeah, Falls game. Yeah, don't go to I'll our game. Your, I'll end your prediction. <laughs> don't go to don't go to our games. Real quick. <laughs> we'll see Ryan Sweeney at Green Bay East. Um. All right. Anything else to touch on before we get to the Mr. Basketball real quick? And we got to close up shop here. Uh. I guess not. Okay. Um, all right, Mr. Basketball. I think there's three people. What do you think? I think there's four, but I know the, I mean, I have to include the fourth because you already touched on him. Chevalier Emery. Oh, you have him as the fourth. Who's your top three? I would go, I guess you could, I could say five. Gee, that one, that one threw me for a loop. Holy. I mean, I know. I you just don't think Chevalier up. Emery should be, I'd see. I, I don't know how they, okay. Who votes for it? Uh, coaches, right? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I don't know. Coaches and I think Mark Miller does. I don't know what if there's other What, media. what do they look at? I mean, is it just based on stats or is it based on winning? Or is it based on everything? Cause like last entire year, body of work, but I mean, like, I, I, I think there's one guy that's 
I, I don't want to say he's deservedly head and shoulders, but I think there is a clear cut leader in who's going to win this. Okay. Who is it? Who do you got? Give me your, I think it's Seth Trimble. Okay. So you think Trimble's one. Okay. Who are your other two then besides Emery then? If, well, who are your five, I guess, if you said you had five. So I would put Andrew Rohde in there. Yep. He's played as well as anybody this season. You could say the same for Danilo Jovanovic. Yep. That, was my, that was my three. Those were my three. And then I think, I, I mean, Luke Hurdle. You're a Luke guy, though, Evan. You, you love Luke. Saying a Badger, a Badger, a Badger, this is not a Badger mm-hmm. thing. They're very highly ranked. They've only no. lost two games, and they were to non-Division three opponents. He's, aver- he's averaging 22, 10, and 5. He's in it. Okay. Well, I mean, if you're going to go stats-wise, Danilo should win it because he's averaging 29, 12, and 4. I didn't rank. I didn't rank Luke ahead of Danilo. Well, I know. I just, I just said, think, I think you. I just think you got to look. I mean, you got to yeah. look at the state title contender and teams that have dominated their divisions. Yeah. And, you know, put up stats. I don't see. That's crossed. why I didn't have. That's why I didn't have Emery because I don't think Emery because. Right. Right. I don't think. Stats. I don't think he'll win it. No. I mean, by any means, but <laughs> if you go to a Ninon game, you're not going to be able to tell me he, in terms of again losing Cal Klesman and what they overcame. And they're the number one team in Division One. You're not going to be able to tell me he doesn't belong in there. Sure. Um, I think it's a. I, I mean, I have three, but I think it's really between Trimble and Danilo, personally. And I think the fact that one's going to North Carolina, one's going to uh, Miami. I think going to an ACC school is a little bit bigger than. You know, Rody's got a great D1 offer. He's going to St. Thomas, no D1, but it's not. You know, it's not ACC, and I think that will play into it. And I think. I think they're just going to look at who's really who really is the best player in the state. Is it Danilo or is it it's one of those two? Rody needed to sweep Manali. They needed to sweep Manali Falls because when they won that first one, I had him at number one. I mean, he was averaging thirty a game. Um, they they don't have a a very deep roster. Uh, you know, you could yeah, I think you could make the case that in, in terms of uh, who's elevated their team the most. I don't think anybody's done a better job than, than Rody. I mean, you got to remember they lost David Joplin. They lost yep. Ben now they lost other seniors. Uh, this was, I, I don't want to call it a rebuilding year for them, but, but, you know, there's certainly a transition year. I mean, he, sure. he's got one guy, I think he can really depend on to take that load off him. And that's Jack Doherty. And, and that even that's not going to be an every night thing. You know, he's still a, a budding prospect that hasn't necessarily arrived yet. You know, they go 13 and three. If, if he had won or won the greater Metro or swept Menominee Falls, I, I think he had the case. But with those head to heads, you know, if you split them um, and your team's not as highly ranked as Menominee Falls. And, you know, fortunately, for some reason, the playoffs don't come into play. I, I don't know why they don't. Or at least yeah, so not that was, that was my next question. Champions. I would like to see that play out because, I mean, so when do they vote? Wins, what if Rody wins a state title? Yeah. When do they vote? I, I, I don't know when the vote is exactly, but I know it's done before the state championship. I know they, they announce it right at that's, that state that's, championship Saturday. So it's probably done about a week before that. So then that tells me that it's more about stats than winning. Yeah. Which I mean, but, yeah. Cause what last year pods, what's his pods whatever his name is. Pod, well, how do you pronounce it? I don't even know. Uh, Brandon Ponzinski. Yeah. I mean, he they had seven losses last year. I'm like, he won Mr. I mean, he won Mr. Basketball with seven losses. Yeah. Um, Okay. I, I ultimately think it's going to be Trimble, um, but I think it's between Trimble and Danilo. I, I, I do too, I think. Okay. And, and they matched up earlier in the year. And, 
you know, again, I don't know how much winning comes into play, but uh, right. Miami Falls beat Whitnall, so it'd be, be really hard to, to give it to anybody but Trimble. Okay, I agree. All right, I don't think we have anything else, do we? Or anything, any, you can know. use this form to say whatever you want, Evan, to all the, um, the people in the FEA, well, anyone. If I crossed you tonight and you didn't like my predictions. <laughs> Too bad. Sorry. Yeah, over it. <laughs> Nothing personal. Yeah. He made he made me do it. I don't want to do it. He made me. I that's fine. I'm fine with that. I like I said, man, if you if you if you state your your opinion in facts and it's facts, not really opinion, then you're fine. You got you got a leg to stand on with with what you if you can back it up, you're good. So all right. Uh Evan, yeah, stay on. We'll uh we'll chat. Um but that is it. Everyone, thanks for joining us.